off the way we normally kick things off. I just have a couple of announcements. I would like to uh, wish Mr. Uh, Tyson Sainer a happy birthday, which is what, tomorrow, right? Well, technically, it's where you, it's, it's, it's your birthday, it's my birthday where you are, but it's the day before my birthday right now, right. because we are in two separate time zones, so, so yes, thank you. You're welcome. It so is it's my kind of like, you know, the future, like your birthday's happening now, because like I'm technically ahead of you, for, what, by like a couple hours, so... Right, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's my it is my birthday where you are, but not quite where I am. <laughs> so uh, do you have any uh, plans for the uh, the big B day? No, not at all. None that I can think of. Uh, if you give me a moment, I'll see if I can remember any. Uh, oh gosh, apparently it's also Google's birthday. Ah, Google's. Well, birthday. I mean, or oh no, no, Google is holy. Okay, wait a minute. Now I got to take a picture of this. Uh, Google somehow knows it's my birthday. So, but that, that, let's see here. That's pretty funny. I would, yes, it is. In fact, I'm going to send you a screen cap of what I'm talking about. Thank you for mentioning it, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Mr. Uh, Kat Sorens has also wished, uh, from Strange Times, has also wished you a uh, happy birthday as well. Hey, oh, that's nice of him. I appreciate that. And save that, then I'm going to get rid of that, and I'll open it and send it to you so you can see what I'm looking at here. I didn't know they did this, but it's a nice. If it's a, if they do this regularly, uh, that's uh, on Google. I, I imagine other people have already gotten a nice surprise like this. Um, they didn't wish me happy birthday. It must be a relatively new thing. Well, I am. I do have Google Chrome. Do you have Google? Do you have Google Chrome? I do on my tablet. Okay, so I don't know if it. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but it could be. Let's see here. I'm going to send you the pic real quick. Okay. I'm having trouble locating the thing I just took a picture of. Oh, there it is. Okay. So oh, has yes, the picture yeah. gone through? Google. Yeah. Happy so, birthday, Tyson. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I hovered. Well, because I saw the candles and they're flickering, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Who's, yeah, it must be Google's birthday. And then I hover the mouse over it, and and then it pops up with that. I'm like, oh, that's nice. It's That's pretty nice. cool that they uh, they keep track of like people's birthdays and stuff. But unfortunately, you know, even though it is a uh, celebration, you know, uh, being Tyson's birthday and and all that, uh, we do we do have some sad news. We we lost uh, Bill Paxton. Oh yeah. And yeah, that, George yeah. the Animal Steel. Really? No, I didn't. I did not know that George the Animal Steel was still alive. This happened. Yeah, he died. Did you watch the Oscars tonight? Did I watch the what? Did you watch the Academy Awards? 
Uh, no, I was watching the, uh, well, tonight's Sunday, so for me today, uh, Sundays is a, uh, a Covenant day. I watch, uh, The Walking Dead, The Talking Dead, and then Comic Book Man, so that's what I was doing tonight. Oh, I see, okay, that makes sense. <coughs> yeah, we, uh, we don't have TV TV, so we watched, uh, we watched YouTube's live stream of four various people from ABC watching the Oscars and commenting on it, and then we had a, uh, we had uh, every year we tend. It was interesting, kind of. Mostly it was just like we, so we didn't actually see the Oscars. We just saw people watching it and also got the results. So like beforehand we filled out a little, um, you know, who do you think is going to win type thing, and uh, I managed to come out pretty well on that. And I, I didn't. Uh, a lot of that was just by accident because I really I don't think I've seen a single one of the movies that's been nominated except for i've seen most of the one of the best documentary nominated nations uh it's called a film called life animated uh it's on amazon there's probably a few of these movies on amazon i should I should probably go and uh, watch them i actually don't have a list here it's downstairs uh, but it was uh, it has all the nominees and whatnot but i just got finished watching on youtube the most amazing thing happened which by the time people hear this it'll be like two and a half weeks from now so it won't be news anymore, but it, people will have talked about it. And apparently, the the wrong, you know, the big enchilada, best picture, uh, right? Uh, the, the one of the people announcing it uh, read the wrong or, or said the wrong said the wrong picture, said the wrong movie. So, mm. so it was pretty amazing. I just finished watching the the you know that happening plus the realization that it was the wrong movie, and that ended up going pretty well. But it was really awkward because it says, and the winner is blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was the wrong like, film. It was not only was it the wrong film, but you know what happens when people, you know, announce best picture. It's like everybody gets up on stage who's involved, you know, producers, oh, usually yeah, actors. So everybody got up on stage. Everybody, everybody, did. you know, Ryan, Gos- Ryan Gosling is up there. Oh, well, it was La La Land that was announced to be the winner. That uh, So, yeah. So Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are up there and, you I just done it. Just one best actress, which is uh, you know, good for her. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they're standing around, and then it's like, oh, there's a mistake, and it turns out it was Moonlight. Moonlight won Best Picture this year. Ooh, so they, which they I've heard a lot of up in a big bad way. <laughs> they did, but they were very, they were very, uh, it, it, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it got it was taken well. Jimmy Kimmel was hosting, so that was interesting. Um, it didn't have any. That I just threw that in. It, it didn't have anything to do with Jimmy Kimmel. I just. Uh, he made a couple of comments that were kind of funny, like, uh, and those are what I saw. I didn't really get this. I mean, this was, it was so bizarre. I got to, you know, I was watching people not only watch the Oscars, but all the stuff that's contained within, including things like musical numbers. So they'd comment on it, but then they'd talk about other stuff. And then we'd just wait for the next, you know, uh, uh, we'd wait for the category to come up. And then they'd say who the winner was. And then we'd mark a little thing on our paper and move on, and, you know, see who was winning. And the year before that, we didn't even have uh, a visual. We actually, I believe, uh, we listened to we listened to comedy film nerds, Graham Elwood and uh, uh, Chris Mancini's live audio podcast of, and they were watching the Oscars and they couldn't, you know, have the broadcast, so they were commenting on what was happening. So last year we listened to people watching the Oscars as opposed to watching and listening to them. So maybe by next year we'll have TV proper and we'll actually be watching watching the Oscars again, but eh, who knows? You know what happens like when you, when you, um, when you host 
the Oscars or the Academy Awards or you know the Actors Guild, whatever those those shows are. <clears throat> And you make a monumental mistake, you will not live it down for a very long time. Are there ones uh, that you can you can that you uh, noticed or that have, people have? Um, I can think of at least one that people have brought up as time has gone by over again. Uh, time has gone. I, think I don't know I'm what I'm saying. Thinking of but, the same person, but I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh, so I'm, well, there's at least one by David Letterman that was interesting. But it wasn't necessarily a faux pas. It was just a joke that didn't really land. But it was a hilarious moment that came up later on on uh, on Letterman's show. He mentioned it and what happened because Letterman hosted one year, hosted the Oscars uh, back in the um, late late eighties, early nineties. I can't remember. Do you remember any of this? <laughs> um, probably not, because I was still like you know I was still a kid at the, in those years, so I yeah. Definitely uh, too young for the uh, Letterman crowd. <laughs> so, so what happened in the one you were thinking of? Um, wasn't it um, Samuel L. Jackson or one of those guys that screwed up or did something very recently? Are you thinking of Steve Harvey? With yeah, the, uh, Steve Mr. Harvey. Uh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you know, actually, that's funny because when this thing happened with uh, with the Oscars, Jimmy Kimmel actually said, "I blame Steve Harvey." <laughs> 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 I knew exactly what it meant. That was an easy joke to go for, but it's you know it's that's funny that yeah. So we both that's right. There's something that happened with that, and I I never actually watched the footage of uh, Steve Harvey uh, uh, doing whatever it was he was said to have done in there. Yeah, it looks like oh, 22 minutes ago on the video that I just watched here, uh, it, it says Steve Harvey just passed the torch. Yeah. <laughs> the next comment is, "Geez, La La Land got punked in front of a billion people." <laughs> But, but not a great uh, a response to that. It says, still a great movie, though. Moonlight is the same old shit which won due to white guilt. See, I, I didn't see any. Like, I didn't see either of those movies. I mean, I heard, like, great oh. things about La La Land. Mm -hmm. Like, I heard it was, like, a real tearjerker, really, like, toward the end. But it was, like, a brilliant film. Mm. And, I mean, I haven't really heard too many people talk about, what is it, Moonlight? Moonlighting? Moonlight, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard too many people talk about that one, but I heard a lot uh, of people talk about La La Land, and I'm surprised it did lose. Well, I mean, it's certainly one other things. Um, you know, I'll do this. Let's see. I hope this doesn't screw up the recording, but we can stay close to. Uh... Yeah, da -da, yeah, da -da. Down into the living room. <clears throat> So you have that you have that mo you know you have like that mobility where you could take the show basically anywhere you go. Uh, within the house, sure. I mean, yeah. I couldn't go out and you know in the street like this or you know do interviews on the street quite yet. I'm working on that. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, if I ever if we ever did interviews for like this show, I mean that would be like amazing. Like we should think about doing something like that in the future. Oh, you know what I'd like to do is actually do a live version of the podcast where it's like one of us is on stage somewhere and the other one is just, you know, piped in over the iPad or whatever we're using and we just act as though we're both there. Yeah, we can actually do that. I'm sure it's been done. Uh, remote podcasting on a live event. Then, well, actually, uh, I can think of something very similar to that. Um, the first an evening with Kevin Smith when he called Scott Moser. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember and that. put him on the... Asked him about his conversion van. His conversion van. Yeah, yeah, I remember he was uh, doing a, uh, a live Q&A, actually, and uh, yeah. he was talking about Moser's uh, conversion van. And I, I saw that one on YouTube. That was that's a yeah. cool one. That's like when Smith was like what thirties in his thirties. He was like thirty three, something like that. Something like that, yeah. That was I didn't know that was a thing. I'd actually, uh, I think I got into commentaries really hardcore. Well, I've mentioned this before. Uh, it was uh, I, I got it in a I got the an evening with Kevin Smith in a double pack with Dogma, and Dogma has a couple of great commentaries, but. M- Mostly the fact that it has to is hilarious because the reason why it has to is they did. Have you seen the commentaries for Dogma or any of these? Do you know any of this stuff? Um, I didn't see the commentaries for Dogma. No. I'll, I'll, well, I'll tell to you and also the people who are listening who don't know. But uh, so the commentaries, the comment, first commentary for Dogma is uh, is it's, it's also video. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can watch a little box with them in the room, and by them I mean it's you know it's uh, it's Kevin Smith, it's Jason Mewes, it's Scott Moser, it's uh, Ben Affleck is there, um, I think Jason Lee is there, I think Vincent Pereira might be there. If you know him as the Nashville uh, historian, I think. Uh, it, but anyway, it was like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like. Yeah, and then they and they just they had a great time. You know, it was funny. Jason wasn't really at a good point in his life that, or he was going into a bad point, like you know. Uh, but he was kind of hang, hang, hanging in there. Uh, it wasn't quite like you know being drunk on the floor with a blanket, like on the clerk's commentary. Still, it was you know he was up in a chair and he was pretty quiet most of the time. Maybe he was fine. I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions anyway. So. Um, so that was fun, and I enjoyed that commentary. And then the next commentary is – Scott was there yet. So it's Scott and uh, Kevin, and Kevin begins the commentary by and, – and there's one other person, or at least one other person. And all the technical commentary, I'm like, well, you know, I don't know how interesting the technical stuff will be, but it's still Kevin and Scott, so let's see what's happening. Because I'm just used to their personalities by this point. I didn't realize it would be interesting to hear either of them talk for a long period of time until this point, you know? Um. I enjoy. I mean, like I, I feel your, your, you know, I feel, I, you know, I feel the same way. I love, um, I love the commentaries. Um, I haven't heard the one by Dogma, but I'm going to. Um, but I just, I, I love. Uh, what I like the most is, is the Kevin Smith Q and A's, especially the one where he's talking about uh, Red State was my, one of my favorites. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Um, you'd like it. it it's, um, I've talked about it before. Is it the Burn in Hell? Mhm. It's basically okay. where um, yeah. I mean, I think I think the burn and hell one happened like, or this particular Q and A that I'm referring to happened years and years after uh, Red State, but um, oh, really? everything that surrounded um, uh, right. I, mean, I don't know if it's it might be burning. It might be burning hell. I'm not sure. Um. Or it might be just uh, just a standard Q&A that he was having and someone asked him about Red State. But Red State in and of itself is a good film. It's it's um, the stuff that surrounded it, like in real in real time, in real life, while he was trying to promote it was is, is uh, fascinating how he was a target, you know, by the West Baptist, Bar- uh, the Westboro Baptist Church, the Phelpses, how he was a target for them. And at the same yeah. time, like he helped. They helped him promote that film because the film is basically about them, <laughs> sort of. Right. Well, kind of. Yeah. I, yes. Absolutely. 
like I said, uh, John Goodman's in it, so it's got a pretty good it's got a pretty good cast in it, and it's it's not meant to be funny because it's a it's a it's a, like a, I wouldn't even say a horror movie, but it's definitely a thriller, I guess. There's a, a scene in that movie where they uh, where uh, Mike, Michael Parks, who plays the the character Fred Phelps, but different last name in the in the, in the movie, um, he has a dude uh, tied to a cross wrapped in cellophane. And then they're gonna shoot him in the top of the head, type crazy shit. So yeah. for anyone out there, I'm I'm definitely recommending. You know, if you like Kevin Smith and you want to see something that's like totally outside Kevin Smith's comfort zone, check out Red State. And you'll have to forgive me tonight because I'm a little under the weather too. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. What? There's an animated version of Red State? Is there really? I uh, uh, kind of well, let's see, because I'm on the. I, I just went to the Red State Wikipedia page to because uh, to figure out when the movie came out. It's 2011, by the way. It's that long ago. It's like six years now, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then well, the sixth tab on there is uh, animated version. So I have to. Uh, I didn't even know there was an animated version to that. Okay, let's see here. In 2015, filmmaker Dan Costales worked with sound designer of Bob Barito. And animation work from Dennis Fry's an animated short, an animated short film based on Red State, which was released in March 2, 2015 in the United States. Hmm. hmm. I wonder if it made it onto uh, YouTube. That is possible. Uh, Gotta love YouTube. Oh, that's weird. So it's from Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, says the unseen original ending to Kevin Smith's Red State, animated Entertainment Weekly. That's interesting. Oh, that's right. You know why, right? No, I don't. Okay, well, I think I have uh, an answer for that. Um, let's just say that the the ending that's the official ending on the movie now as it stands is totally different than what Kevin Smith was first going to like put into this film. Like What he was going to end the film with was um, something that was like supernatural, I want to say, like something that doesn't really... It fits with the story, but it doesn't fit with the story because of the way the story is. It's not like, you know, it doesn't have monsters or, you know, ghosts or shit like that. So this would have been right. like a, a alternate ending that he didn't go with. So that right there could be the, the ending that he was supposed to go with but didn't go with, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, it's a, it's a pretty creepy film. It's got a lot of great people in it. It's a oh, great absolutely. cast. Well, it's got uh, well, Red State has uh, it has uh, uh, Kevin's wife. It's got John Goodman. It's got um, Michael Parks. It's got uh, I'm trying to think of that guy, Ralph Garman. Yep. So, uh, it's got Betty Aberlin. Yes. So it's got it's definitely got like a, a you know a strong cast in it. I was actually surprised to see John Goodman in that film. Oh really? Well, I mean, he does a lot of films, like a lot of movies and stuff, but I think that was like his one and only Kevin Smith movie. Uh, yeah, I think so. And what? Yeah. Usually, when Kevin Smith does a movie, he normally does it with people that you know continuously has you know done movies with him. If you look in like all the you know the movies, very few yeah. movies of his has like outside people. Like, uh, well, Jay and Silent Bob had it. Um, Dogma had it. Uh, so did um, Red State. Yeah, he has frequent collaborators. What did you say? He has frequent collaborators. Yes. Um, Hell, even Seth Rogen did a uh, did a film for him. Uh, Zach and Mary makes a porno. Sure. Oh yeah, with Elizabeth Banks and 
Yeah, Elizabeth Banks was. What did I just see with her in it? Uh, I don't know if we talked about this when I was. I don't know if I talked about this with you or not. Uh, a film called Love and Mercy about Brian Wilson. I don't think Beach that was Boys. me. Okay. So now I've talked to a few people about this over the weeks. It's a good movie. Uh, it's called Love and Mercy. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's uh, based on uh, um, uh, Brian Wilson, basically, uh, the, of the Beach Boys and uh, the stuff he went through, with, with, which was some pretty interesting stuff. I don't want to uh, give anything away, but if people are – People are fans of Brian Wilson uh, and didn't know anything about his uh, life or had heard rumors. And this is considered by Brian to be very factual. He was quoted as saying, yeah. so uh, that's cool. Nice. And I'll also, check that out. also, it's got good actors in it. It's got John Cusack plays him uh, as oh, a John Cusack. He's a good actor. Yeah. Well, he's one of the people that plays him. They, there's two versions of Brian in the film. One is, they call him past Brian, and then there's future Brian. But future Brian is like in the 80s, so it's not like now. So it's like, future, it's, it's uh, you know, so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, so past Brian is actually, it's uh, the actor named Paul Dano, who you may have seen in, uh, before. You may not. It's hard to say, depending on the movies you've watched. And uh, in Dark Cusack is the future Brian. So let's see, what has Paul Dano been in that you might have seen uh, are you familiar with Paul Dano by any chance? I uh, don't think so. Maybe by Dano. Oh, might be Dano, but it's D A N O. He's well. He was born in 1984, so he's hmm. a little younger. So let's see. What was it that? Okay, so I did not see Little Miss Sunshine, but he was in that. Uh, I heard that was. I heard that was good. I think it won some awards. Uh, did you ever see There Will Be Blood? The, no. That's a that's a pretty good movie. I feel like he might have been in Cowboys and Aliens for some reason, or it's this other actor that reminds me of him. That one I still have to see. Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it's a you know you know it's interesting. It's not bad. Um, you know westerns to me are have been kind of a hard sell. So I like certain ones very much. Like I've seen really good westerns, but. Um, but other ones, uh, it, it has to be kind of a an exceptional work to catch my attention. Like uh, like Unforgiven, for example, was pretty great. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel the same way. Like it has to be like something like phenomenal for me. Like for a western film, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be something like really cool with a with an awesome story for me to want to sit down and watch a uh, watch a western. Like, and I'm not really like a. Um, I'm not really like a like a romance like I don't like really I'm not really into too many like romance movies but there's a you know a few out there that I I like comedy romance basically instead of just like just straight up romance you know sure that romantic comedy <clears throat> yeah that yeah there's some that are better than others I I actually thought Notting Hill was a pretty good movie oh by the way Paul Dano is in Cowboys and Aliens yes cool. so. He's, you know, he shows up in things here and there. He's actually in this movie that I really want to see, but I also don't want to see because I have a feeling it will affect me strongly emotionally, uh, if you get, take my meaning. There's a film called uh, Swiss Army Man that uh, just came out on uh, on Amazon uh, Video a little while ago, and it was um, it's also it was filmed in my neck of the woods in, in areas around Trinidad, Arcadia, Rica, that kind of thing. I'm not sure specifically where, but I know it was filmed up here, and, and he co-stars in it with Daniel Radcliffe. Nice. Yes, Mr. Harry Potter himself. I'll have to, yes, Mr. Harry Potter. Mr. Harry Potter, you will not harm Harry Potter. 
You give Dobby clothes, Dobby's free. You cost me my servant. <laughs> Did you, are you familiar with the, uh, the song, um, uh, Alphabet Aerobics by Black Alicious? Alphabet Aerobics. Yes. Mm, no. Okay. Um, but I am familiar well, with, you know, Blueberry Yum Yum. Blueberry Yum Yum. The rap song, you know, it's I got not- the blueberry yum yum, and I never thought it would taste this good. Thank God to the guy who dropped it in my hood. But anyway, so what's this uh, song about? Well, it's sort of a trip through the alphabet, uh, but it's 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 not specifically that it, that the it, song exists. It's just uh, Daniel Radcliffe did a version of it on um, on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. I did, I did see that actually. Um, he uh, sat there and he sang the song. That, yep, I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went through the through the alphabet with Jimmy standing behind him with the letters, and then he, yeah, he uh, dropped the letters as he was saying them. So yeah, it's like the first. I don't know all of the uh, the lyrics to it, but it's basically each part is like it's like well, it takes you through the alphabet. With alliterations. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I couldn't even do that, so that's pretty uh, fucking amazing. So yeah, there's well, it's it's. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's just you know, it's memorizing a rap song, but he does this really well. It's, so let's see if I can figure out what it is, uh, how how it. Uh, oh, and you. By the way, speaking of stuff, I really want to see, but uh, might not for a while. I really want to see um, Logan. Ah uh, yes, 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 yes. The uh, uh, the X Men, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah, and Doc and Doctor X. Yes. Yeah, it looks pretty. Uh, it looks pretty good. Looks okay. So it's so it's like the first part. Uh, going back to Alphabet Aerobics, it's it starts with A, right? So mm-hmm. it's artif- artificial amateurs aren't at all amazing analytically. I assault animate things, and then the next part is with B, broken barriers bounded. I, I'm not going to. I haven't got it memorized, so I'm not going to be inflecting a lot of this correctly. But it's like broken barriers bounded by the by, the, or maybe it's broken barriers bounded by the bomb beat. Buildings are broken. Basically, I'm bombarding. And then the next part is, is uh, casually create catastrophes, casualties, canceling cats got their canopies collapsing, and on. And it just goes on from there all the way to to the end of the alphabet. That's why so, I yeah. give people props that can you know. Just free flow that shit. Well, yeah, if they can, certainly. I mean, yeah. it is definitely hard to like rap. I think like have like a like a like a beat and be able to like you know freestyle shit. It's 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 hard, especially if you well. I mean, it, don't have a have, yes. don't have rhythm. You know. Well, freestyling is absolutely hard. Yes, but I mean, but this isn't. I mean, freestyling and and reciting are you know quite different. Oh yeah. So. So I mean, he's got you know he's got these memorized, but I, you know, but freestyling, yeah. I, well, freestyling is hard because you know you're 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 standing like right there, and you're supposed to come up with like lyrics on the spot, and not just lyrics. Yeah. But you're supposed to make them sound clever, and you know, and basically a lot of times you do freestyling like in a rap battle or something like that. And you just like stand there, you're just like dropping you know dropping rhymes and shit. And it's very very hard. Well, it's one of my favorite things about Harmon Town cast with uh, hosted by uh, well, Paul, uh, Dan Harmon, mm-hmm. uh, the person who created Community. community. Uh, he he freestyle raps. Uh, consistently almost at the end of every show uh and it's hilarious 
and and at times quite good and but he, but it's he's sort of known for just attempting it and it's not always you know it's not always i guess successful in the sense that like the rhymes don't work out but it is successful just because he's doing it mm-hmm. like he's really trying you know and it's and it's uh yeah it's that's pretty fun like hearing that uh, if you've not heard harmontown uh it will probably be uh it, it will probably be it'll only increase in popularity is my guess nice there's um, um speaking of like rap i don't know if it's freestyled or not but it is fucking hilarious it's um it's uh, a preacher and his wife rapping about jesus okay and it, i mean it's 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 fucking hilarious like they're trying to make like i guess in their own little way they're trying to make christianity popular and they're trying to show that they can be a little open-minded i guess so they just this preacher and his wife came up with a rap song about jesus is it called rapping for jesus by any chance yes i would imagine it's probably not freestyle but i'd have to watch it like oh my god you're gonna fucking die dude i mean i saw that shit and it was fucking hilarious like so i I died laughing So, yeah, I'll have to check that out later. I think I've got the link for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, last, uh, well, by the time you hear this, we would already have had a episode which we are planning on uploading Wednesday. So that's the episode that's coming next. So by the time you hear this, you should have already heard that. So you already heard um, how crazy things uh, got on the last show and how fucking funny it was. Oh, did you enjoy Oh, uh, the last episode, last episode I, I fucking died. I was laughing my ass off. Like, the whole time I was listening to, like, us because, you know, it was, it was uh, we were just, like, letting shit get crazy and shit. And it was just, it was fucking, I died. Well, I just, you know, I, I had a good time. I, I figured that it was just, uh, wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but it was just fun to try, I guess, huh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had an amazing time. It was, it was fucking, it was great. See, it just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, there's always a good time, you know, whether it's laid back, kind of chill, whatever the mood is uh, on the anti-social show, that particular show, I mean, it's it's always a fun time. That's why I always say, come here, join us, and, you know, escape your heads for a bit. Yes, absolutely, escape your heads. Absolutely. fucking Ah, so, anyway, what were you we talking about now? I'm not sure. I think uh, I was. I think I was recommending Love and Mercy. We talked a little bit about cowboys and aliens, and then the guy, a little bit about westerns. Yes. I mentioned that. Oh, oh I did we see started cr- talking about oh, the ABC yeah. song, and then we started talking uh, about rap. Yes, rapping for Jesus. And I, I said, uh, well, you'd mentioned something. I recommend. Well, you recommended something, and I recommended the uh, rap for Jesus. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm looking at. I think I actually might have seen this video because I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, <laughs> on YouTube people might people might not know this but they might know but if they if they're on YouTube and they've got the page full and they but they don't have the uh, full screen image of the video there will be videos that will be coming up next down the side or recommended videos mm-hmm. on, the, on the side you know what I mean and one of them is um, from Buckethead Nation and it says and it's like this is why I think I remember this because I think I remember hearing the line. It says, Dad reacts to uh, Jesus Christ is my, and then it says, in uh, asterisk, asterisk um, GGA. So I think I remember actually hearing the guy saying, that's fine, Jesus Christ is my, and then mm-hmm. that, and it's, yeah. So, but the look on the dad's face is hilarious in the, in the thumbnail. I don't know if it's from that actual moment or not, but that's a great image, because he looks, <laughs> the look on his face is by itself is priceless so that's worth the price of admission but uh, yeah I, I gotta hear that yeah. you know what's, um, I'm guessing 
what I find amazing about YouTube, and it kind mm. of boggles my mind, right? Mm. Taken in, in, in 2017, there's definitely us, and then there's definitely, like, you know, it's it's them, basically. And what I mean is, you know, I'm not talking about the listener, you know, the, the fans who listen to what we do here on in, in podcasting. And or, uh, you know, views what, you know, particular people do on YouTube, right? Because there are people on there who continuously make videos every single day to entertain people, right? Yes. But there's, um, <clears throat> anyway, there's definitely uh, more of them than there are of us. Because if you think about it, I mean, sure, a lot of people put hard work into these, you know, fan-made movies, but... The problem is there's there's too many of them, and that's why very few of them get recognized. Okay. There's not I too mean, many – see, we're podcasters, so there's there's really not too many of us to oppose to how many are, they are of them. And where I learned that was I watched a guy by the name of Cliff Ravencroft who, um, who took his podcast and basically turned it into business, and he's, he's called the Podcast Answer Man, and he answers – all kinds of questions about podcasts when you're trying to get started and shit. So, and he does uh-huh. seminars. And, and one of the seminars he was talking about was that, you know, if you're, you're trying to be discovered or you, you want more listeners or whatever, you know, that's why podcasting is better because there's not too many of us as to oppose, a, like, there's a billion, trillion, you know, YouTubers. You know what I mean? Sure. Now, is this, is it, is this Cliff Ravenscraft? Raven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, is this of the Generally Speaking Production Network? Uh, yes. GSPN? Yes. Okay. So, uh, that's interesting. I haven't listened to... But I, I, he sounds familiar. Well, uh, he's, um, his show is called to the uh, On the Next Level or Take It to the Next Level or something like that. It's, it's a... Anyway, podcast, I guess. It's got a network, it looks like. Is it now? Uh, let's see. Well, okay. Maybe. So anyway, yes, yes. When I was when we were you know talking about doing this show before we actually did the show, I was going and watching a lot of his stuff just to figure out how to start a podcast up because it's it's one thing to be on someone else's podcast, completely other to to launch your own podcast you know and get it up there, get listeners and do the promoting, do the editing, which the editing is the the biggest part, the hardest part of the you know of the whole proceedings you know. So um, you always get props for that, my friend. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, it's difficult. I don't know how it, it difficult would be the best way to describe it, but I, I understand what you're saying. I don't want to. I don't want to nitpick at the moment. So. Well, I mean, like you know, for someone who never does like you know editing, right? Oh well, yeah. Might view that. I mean, definitely. I think it's 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 you know hard work. I mean, definitely. Like you know, you put a lot of time in like you know listening to the show, cutting it together, and all that. So it's you know the magic behind the show, as I like to say. What, the editing? Yes. Like, oh, what you do oh, is, like, you. the magic behind the show, dude. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I see what you're saying. Uh, you're attempting to compliment me, and I'm not picking up on that. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome, my dude. Uh, well, you know, I enjoy... Uh, I do enjoy... Uh... Did you hear that? Yes, I did. That was a can, right? Yeah, it's a can of uh, mineral water. Oh, Got to have the mineral water. Um, well, new subject. I've been watching a lot of the old Batman animated series this past two weeks. 
Oh, nice. The the one that Paul Dini was a writer for? Yes, the uh, the one that uh, Harley Quinn made her first appearance. I collected seasons one through four right now, so I'm, I've been, like, eating it up. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now, but I'm not sure. Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I never did, really did get to watch too much of that, uh, but I look forward to... I look forward to seeing it. I have seen it. I've certainly seen a couple of episodes of it. Also, too, I've been uh, watching uh, something that we uh, bought. It's um, from well, I think it's from like 1939 or something like that. It's uh, they're a series of like short movies that involve Batman. So it's like black and white version of a guy that no one's ever heard of playing Bruce Wayne, but it's still pretty good though. Oh, is it the uh, bat? Was it the serial? Uh, yes. Was it Batman and Robin uh, meet the wizard or something like that? Was the wizard the bad guy? I think so. I haven't I haven't watched all of them yet. I'm still watching the first one. I used to have a copy of this series. Well, I had I had the one I'm talking about because they might have done more than one. Uh-huh. Uh, more than one Batman serial. But I I used to have uh, the, the it's like a Republic serial, but it's, I don't think it's Republic. Like like Rocket Men to the Moon or or you know the Buck Rogers uh, used not Buck Rogers. Uh, Flash Gordon, like that kind of thing. It was it was serialized like that. I think, and uh, yeah, I used to. The person playing um, Commissioner Gordon was an actor whose name escapes me, but he was in he was on the show a show called Ozzy and Harriet back in the day that I never watched because I was wasn't alive when it was on and I wasn't cognizant during any period that had any reruns or uh, television or whatever. I'm not sure why I've never seen Ozzy and Harriet, but but, uh, God, I know the guy's name. It's like Lyle Talbot, I think. You know what's funny about Ozzy and Harriet? Lyle Talbot was in Plan 9 from Outer Space. That's a connection. (laughs) That's that's why I know. That's why I know who that is. No, is it Lyle Talbot? I think it is. Oh, yes, he was on Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. That's the guy who played Uh, Ozzy and Harriet, right? It was, yes. Oh, he was, oh gosh, he was the first actor to portray evil scientist Lex Luthor on screen in 1950s Adam Man versus Superman. Nice. But, oh, okay, so yes, he took the role of Commissioner Garden in the 1949 serial Batman and Robin. So it was just Batman and Robin, but the person that they were uh, trying to thwart, I believe, was called the Wizard. Ah. Or, yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry. So, I had, so the Wizard's I had like the, the, the bad guy in this one, right? Yes, he is a DC character. Yes, apparently called the. He's just called Wizard. Wizard. Um, and he is he is a fictional. He is a DC Comics Golden Age supervillain. Huh. Okay, he first appeared in All Star Comics number thirty four, April nineteen forty seven. Anyway, wait, does DC have like um? You said DC Golden Age. I didn't know they had ages like that. They they do yes they both Marvel and uh, DC well the the comic comic books have a golden age so is that because the comic books go back since DC goes back is that far they also have a golden age well I know Marvel has what the Silver Age the Gold Age something like that well all, all comic books do nice. comic books as a as a as a medium as a because uh, it's a relatively new phenomenon the comic book as a you know as a uh, what's the word I'm looking for as a um, hmm. Like I described it as media, but it's like uh, comic books Platform. as a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, American comic books. They start like there were things called eight pagers that were literally eight pages. They were like a pamphlet, uh, and they were usually dirty, and they had kind of like cartoon stuff in them. But the idea of the the comic book, it was uh, 
it, it pretty much started about 1933. So anything from 1933 to, I guess, it's, uh, 1950 around there, this is essentially what is considered the golden age of comic books. That, that would be and, correct because Batman first appeared in detective comics. Did he? Okay. In fact, in the 1930s, uh, Bob Kane was the original I, writer. I know the bat. I know the Batman did. I did. I didn't know that Superman did. So that's interesting. That's, um, did Superman come around in the 1930s? Oh no, Superman was action action comics and and oh, but it was published by Detective Comics. Okay, so it was the name of the company. Yeah, basically, yeah, Detective so, Comics basically uh, birthed a lot of the superheroes, like Batman, for example. He was uh, made his first appearance, I think, in issue number 28, I believe. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Sounds good. Um, so the uh, so technically the that Age, yes. one book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theoretically, would be worth way, 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 way more than the first Batman comic, because Batman didn't uh, have his own comic until I think a few years after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds right. I don't know. I don't personally know that have that information, so I I, I just have to agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I if I mean, I know I'm. Hold on, let's let me Google it real quick to make sure that I'm I'm giving everyone the, like the accurate uh, information here. So let's see. Okay. Well, there's a great uh, documentary, by the way, my comic books that I recommend. It's a Discovery Channel documentary. Um, I think it's called Comic Books Unmasked. Uh, Did I say Discovery Channel? I meant History Channel. It's a History Channel documentary called Comics, Comic, Comics, Comic Books Unmasked, and it was uh, about the history of comic books in America. It was pretty good. If you if you're at all interested in that in that uh, uh, area of entertainment, anyway, I would be. So yeah, but if anybody, well, you know, not everybody's going to be. Yeah. So, like, if you have no interest in comic books, it's not going to be interesting at all. But uh, if you are interested in the art form or the media of the medium of comic book as a form of entertainment, then its history is pretty interesting. You were talking about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Detective Comics is a title of an American comic book uh, series published by DC Comics. The first volume, published from 1937 to 2011, is best known for introducing the superhero Batman in Detectives Comics issue number 28. Uh, seven. Sorry, not 28. Uh, cover date May 1939, release date March uh, 1939. What did I say? 1938 or something like that. Something like that. So I wasn't far off. So. No, not at all. No. And then the first no, Batman no. came out, I think, in 1940. Hold on, pull that back up. First Batman. Ah, yes. First appearance of uh, spring of 1940. So a year later is when uh, Batman cool. had his first comic all to himself. And those comics must be worth a shit ton of money. They gotta be, yeah. I think the first yes. Superman, I think, sold for like at auction for like one point one million dollars. I believe that Nicholas Cage used to own uh, an issue, one of those. He used to own one of those original issues. He may have bastard. sold the one. He may have been the one who sold it. I would never have sold that. That's like one of the, like. I mean, you'd have to be like a comic book collector, obviously, to to understand it, but. You know, you. I mean, something like that. You know, you would treasure because that's something that you don't come across too often. You know. What's that? Like when you get like first edition comics. Like oh yeah, someone had like the I'm... first issue of Batman. You know, or, or you know, one of the reproductions of that time. You don't just sell it, dude. 
that's like something that you you put in a safe and you never tell anybody about it. Speaking of comic books, yeah. uh, you were watching Comic Book Men earlier this evening. Ah, yes, I was. What season are they on now? Season six. Holy crap! Yep. Good for them. Absolutely, and I'm I'm hoping there's a season seven because that show is pretty cool. And uh, last episode, not this episode, last episode they had uh, the Batmobile from uh, Adam West. Batmobile from Adam West. Wow. Yep. Back in the sixties, the, the Adam West, uh, the iconic Adam West. Out of all the Batmans, right? Yes. Out of all the you know, out of all the different Batmobiles, I think probably you know, I mean they're all. Well, they're not, like, some of them are not even special anymore. Like, take, like, the the Batman. Basically, you know, Adam West Batman, his car was, like, iconic, awesome looking, you know. And then you had Michael Keaton, you know, that iconic Bat, you know, Batmobile that everybody wants, you know. Mm-hmm. So those two are iconic. But, like, the, the Batmobile in the Dark Knight trilogy and, of course, uh... Batman versus Superman. That that Batmobile. There was nothing like special about it. It looks nothing great, you know. Yeah, you were talking about the uh, Batman the animated series uh, a little bit ago. Uh, did you say everything you wanted to about that, or was there? Well, dude, you. Uh, I think we. I started I think talking we might about have the Batman the animated series, and then we jumped into comics to comic book men, and that's why I started talking about Batmobile. Okay, so but I didn't lose so track. I didn't lose track. Yes, uh, I have been watching the, the Batman animated series, and it's it's actually pretty awesome to relive it because of all the fine you know storylines, and some of those stories are pretty dark. Sure, yeah. Uh, the one I saw was pretty good. I think it might have been a Paul Dini one, but it's uh, yeah. Anyway, it was actually described on Bat Batman on Batman or whatever it's called. Batman uh, on Batman. Yeah, I listened to a few of those. Uh, I used to listen to more. There's just so many podcasts now. There's so many damn podcasts. Like, like when I started listening to podcasts, there was only a few that I listened to, and and not a, many of them had uh, weekly episodes. There was just like a few. Like uh, there were like six episodes of one called uh, Uninformed, and it was uh, Bill Burr and Joe DeRosa. And there was like six or seven episodes, and they and that I found hilarious. And it was around the time that Adam Carolla started up his podcast because he had gotten uh, let go from his radio job. And Adam Carolla, of course, is one of the major, you know, has a major podcast network now. Oh, that's cool. I think it's called Ace Broadcasting or something like that. But yeah, I would listen to his. Um, mostly the podcasts I would listen to were uh, essentially archived episodes of like Opie and Anthony and stuff like that. Because some of that stuff I found pretty hilarious, but mostly like, uh, so that that was good. Um, so yeah, podcasting. Um, like I think maybe Ricky Gervais was one of the, but I, I never listened to his stuff. Uh, I I I, uh, I think by the time I heard heard about it, it was pay to listen or something like that. So I was like, well, I guess uh, you know, good for him. Figured out a way to monetize early. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, like, you know, speaking of podcasts, like, I listened to that one you told me to listen to, episode 911. Did you get through the whole thing? Not yet. I'm still uh, I'm still watching through it, but uh, I can't believe that guy actually had the balls to defend Donald Trump. Well, if you get through it, the reason why he is defending him is in is contained within the, the body of all the stuff that he says is actually going on in, in like, in a hidden sense in uh, in Washington and whatnot. And it's it's if it's true, it's really insidious stuff. 
that apparently uh, the, uh, the 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 thinking is that the media or certain parts of the media are deliberately making him look bad to throw off uh, to throw the scent off the stuff he's trying to uncover. So and the stuff he if that's true, the stuff he's trying to uncover should be uncovered. But you know, it also it doesn't undo some of the things he's done that I don't agree with, like the immigration like the immigration ban for one thing. Yeah. Well, I think or it's the, their uh, job to you know uncover things if there's something to be uncovered. I mean, I mean he yeah, thinks yeah. everybody's attacking him. I mean it's it's just it's it's fucking insane, really. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. But but if yeah, so if you can get through the uh, there's a part where they actually start. I don't know how far you've gotten into it, but uh, it, it, I think they get like thirty to forty minutes into it, and then the marijuana comes out. And it, and then we got not only great Trump stuff, but also like moon landing stuff, and it's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, that, because so, that was. Uh, <clears throat> it's know, conspiracy. It's generally I started listening to. It was actually pretty interesting. So it gets. It only gets better, and nice. it only gets more bizarre. Well, you know what's, it's. It's only. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Oh, um, God! I really should think of a good answer for a question like that. I know you don't literally want one, but I really should have something ready. So go ahead, sir. Well, th- this is what's crazy: when people really realize how to do a podcast, right? Mm. And of course, everything you know is trial and error when you're doing one of these things. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's it's fun. It's great. I certainly love doing it each and every week. You know, entertaining everybody, and hopefully, we'll you know. Get a lot of you to come listen to us each and every week, please. Um, but there's also a lot of work that goes on in one of you know doing one of these things. So there's not too many podcasts out there, and they sometimes tend to not last for very long. I guess because you know life, uh, you know life happenings. But um, this is what I've noticed, though. Okay, you you still with me? Well, I mean, do you mean to say that there are not many podcasts that that have stick stuck around a long time? Because certainly there are lots and lots of podcasts. Well, yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of podcasts, but what I mean is like, you know, sometimes the podcasters like, stop for a long while. Oh, sure, yeah, okay. Right? And then sometimes there's what Mark uh, Hirsch, Hirschon calls the uh, uh, podcast graveyard. Right. Yes. Podcast graveyard. Yeah. But you know, listening to a lot of like listening to a lot of podcasts, also uh, podcasts on like you know YouTube and shit like that. <clears throat> I've noticed that there's been a lot of podcasts that that mention oh. Donald Trump in some form or another that didn't talk about politics previously, including this show. So I mean, there, there's a lot of people you know talking about Donald Trump. Have you noticed that too? Oh, yeah. Lots of the people I listen to are discussing Trump in some form or another. Yes. I mean, everybody, everyone talks about it. Like, you know, uh, Hollywood Babylon, they they throw jokes uh, towards Donald Trump all the time, you know? Um, Our show has talked about Donald Trump making fun of him like a billion fucking times. Strange times in the UK talk about him. Yeah. So, I mean, this this guy is like literally the talk of the planet right now. Well, it seems to be what he wants. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but how would you feel, dude, if, like, you know, you woke up one day and you were literally, like, the talk of the fucking planet? Like, how would you handle that? I guess it depends on what what people were saying. Well, I mean, you uh, know, if you're, if you're, like, literally the talk of the planet, which Donald Trump is the, the talk of the planet. I mean, for all we know, there's a billion people talking about him right now around the world. I mean, 
So literally, you know, when you're the talk of the planet, obviously there's going to be a trillion people that love you and a trillion people that hate you. So it's let's say it's it's a fair mixture, half and half, you know. So you you have to have the good with the bad, you know. So, but wouldn't it like boost your ego? That would be amazing. I mean, I, I just I you know I don't know, I don't know that I would. Uh, I mean. I, Wrapping my brain around it is a tough idea. I mean, I can't imagine it would change much of anything, but it, but it'd be interesting to uh, to see what it'd be like. Yeah, I mean, I, hopefully, if they're talking about me, it's for the right reasons. That's the uh, that's the thing I'm most concerned about. Yeah, for the right reasons, people. That's a big thing. I really don't want you know, if people are talking about me, I don't want it to be because I'm an asshole. <laughs> you know? Certainly not an asshole. Or or, or because they think I am, you know. That's, I mean, I have been in the past on occasion, on and off, and I have my moments. But I'm, you know, I generally try to be a good person, and you know, that's almost a humble brag these days. Dude, I think I've I've known you now for like six years. I've never I've never known you to have like an asshole moment. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I I try to always be civil to you, uh, and you know. because it's, <laughs> but you know, it's like I I hope. Um, I have a tendency, I think, to read as um, irritated when I'm not sometimes to a lot of people. I, I get kind of intense and uh, interested in what people are talking about or what I'm what I'm talking about. And that can be read, I think, as a, as a, a type of unpleasant intensity at times. And, I, you know, so but, you know, I, I generally would hope that I'm, uh, you know, when I leave this earth, I'll be at least more well thought of than not by anybody who remembers me. And, you know, you should be well thought. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's still plenty of time. If I die right now, uh, there's plenty of good chance uh, for, you know, but then again, who knows what will come out, uh, you know. So, you know, it's like um, it, in, this is not in any way saying that I'm any type of superhero because I am not, but it's like the thing in uh, in uh, The Dark Knight where it says you either uh, die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's true, yep. And, yeah, and it's just the worst possible pull or comparison I could make because I am no Batman. But uh, but it is it is kind of like that's how reputation works. That's very true. You know. So I mean, it's, it's it's I mean it's it's people talk about rock stars dying, and it's again not a comparison. I mean, you know, Jesus, people, you've heard me play the guitar over the last. Are you still there, dude? Shit. I yeah. Oh? You cut out there, dude. I'm still here. Okay, yeah, so did you. Anyway, uh, so I'm by no stretch of the imagination I a rock star or, or anything, you, you know. I, I just, but, but but that is the kind of things people talk about, like, there are these, uh, you know, amazing uh, it, it, musicians who uh, didn't la- live very long, and, you know, they left a lot of great work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think then it kind of makes you wonder, like, is the music that the Rolling Stones are putting out now, if they put out new songs, are they actually crappy? Or are they just different than the things that people are used to that are classic? I mean, in in 50 more years, I think those some of those Rolling Stones songs will be... Maybe it's a bad example. Maybe they don't know, do new music anymore. I mean, what was the last... The last time I saw them do a song I had not heard them do before was when they did... Like a Rolling Stone, on uh, and it premiered on Mad TV. I think it was a Michelle Gondry video, either that or Chris Cunningham. I can't remember. And um, and it was a cover of a Bob Dylan song. And, and but other than that, it's pretty much Stones music. So maybe that's the thing. <coughs> they did write a lot of 
music for you know they had new music they every era it, do you know what i'm talking yes, about yes i do like if the beatles were still making music would all of it be amazing or is most of it just amazing because they just made what they made and that's all there is you know i i think that still alive you know if all of them were if all of them were and all of them yeah. were still alive but maybe didn't uh tour as much as they used to when they were younger I think what they, you know, the, the kind of music they'd make now would still be awesome based on the fact that they produce such great bodies of work, you know, in the past, you know. So they, they're like legends. Like Ozzy Osbourne, dude, will never fucking, you know, fall. He's like the Prince of Darkness, you know. He's fucking that amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the guys I listen, used to listen to on the radio, uh, and then later in archive form or podcast form, a guy named uh, Jim Norton is a big Ozzy Osbourne fan, mm-hmm. and there's some pretty great rants he's been on on Ozzy's behalf in the past. Uh, did you ever used to listen to Opie and Anthony? Uh, yeah. So you're familiar with Jim Norton then? Mm-hmm. A little Jimmy Norton. I think he's pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, what's pretty funny? I think he. I think he's pretty. Funny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah funny. He is funny. He's very funny. Yeah, but he's always his his, his anger is funny. That's, that's why it's <laughs> fucking. That's why it's funny, dude. Kind of like um, Dennis Leary, you know. Oh yeah, sure. He's he's basically funny because he he's a pissed off Irishman. No cure for cancer. I mean, like no matter what movie he's in, like he's he's pissed off, you know. It's true. I uh, you know I just. Uh, just saw clips of him in the second Spider-Man movie, and uh, uh, yeah, the the one the second Andrew Garfield one. Because I was thinking about it earlier, because both Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy Emma Stone were up for Oscars this year. Hmm. And so anyway, he's in this these Spider-Man movies. Uh, he's in more of the first one, but but because he's in that, and the, the Oscar people are doing their thing, and it's the Oscar season, that just got, got me thinking of it. I'm like, yeah, he looked pissed off in that, too, but, you know. Did you ever see him in kinda, Suicide Kings? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stingray Boots. Yeah, and, and this is why it's it, he's he's fucked up and he's pissed off, is because, do you remember, like, when he's driving around with the other, other guy? Yeah. And that bum attempted to clean his windshield, so he got out, and he's like, you know, here's, what was it, like, $1,000? He's like, clean yourself up, get the fuck out of here, I don't want to ever see you again, get a job and all that shit. Yeah. And then, with those Stingray boots, he goes and steps himself into a, a curb of water or whatever, and the bum asks him for a cigarette, so he's like, give me the gun, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I sent you a link. Uh, apparently, Mark Hershon has mentioned us on episode 148 of Succotash, and I need to listen to that uh, probably sometime tomorrow so I can report on it. But I, I I wanted to say here that I really appreciate it. So that if he listens to this episode in a couple of in a couple of uh, weeks, uh, he'll have heard me mention this. Oh, you sent, okay, me, he has, you sent me the link it, on Facebook, right? Yeah, he linked, and on SuckatashLibson.com, he's linked uh, episode 14, the most recent one, called Escape Your Mind, on the uh, on the thing. Uh, anyway, he linked, I, I'm hovering over the link here for the Antisocial Show, and it links to the SoundCloud okay. episode uh, uh, 14. So I wanted you to give you a heads up. They used our little logo there, and it looks really nice on the page. So I'm going to go ahead and thank Mark after I hear, listen to the episode tomorrow because I'll be doing some housekeeping tomorrow. All right, so this is this is an episode that he did that – oh, okay. Also check out – I wanted to do a quick shout-out to our associates producers, Tyson Sanner. I've got an, an arsenal full of podcast clips that Tyson has harvested, and I will be unleashing them in the next edition of this very uh, soundcast. 
But I wanted to let you know that Tyson has uh, teamed up with a big Soundcast listener and supporter, Hunter Block, yes, to bring you a show of their very own. That's right. It's called The Anti-Social Show, and it is on SoundCloud. And that's uh, pretty much that. The best way for you to help pass on Succotash is to let your friends and family know, blah, blah, blah. That is so fucking badass. I thought you might like that. I just discovered that uh, while we were talking. I... Well, I would like to uh, I would like to officially on our show thank uh, our friends uh, and associates over at the Succotash Show. Thank you, Mark. You're fucking awesome, dude. Yes, thank you, Mr. Hirschhorn. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's, it's really cool. Um, you know, and please pass the Succotash. That's at succotash.libsyn.com for episodes if you want to see their main page. But you can also find it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud and I think Podbay. But, and uh, also on YouTube. Well, oh, you know where you should really look for Succotash, and hopefully maybe eventually us, is on the Laughable app. Nice. I'll tell you what, when I'm not uh, listening to our own show, of course, which I enjoy doing, um, mm-hmm. Suckatash is one of my uh, one of my favorite podcasts or soundcasts to listen to. Um, very laid back, very chill. It always uh, it's always a good time every time. I I, I, I want to say thank you, but uh, I'm not I'm not responsible for as much of the way the show turns out as Mark is. So uh, you're very welcome, though. The show is awesome. All right, everybody. So until next time. I'm Tyson Sainer. I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Peace. Have a good time, folks.